everybody. Welcome to 12 Questions. Welcome. Ooh. Check your shoes in at the door. It's Chinese New Year. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should have done a Chinese New Year, everyone's shoes come off situation. That's nah, okay. Alex, how should yeah. we celebrate Chinese New Year? Uh, by supporting your local mom and pop Chinese restaurant. Don't go to Panda Express. Yeah, gross. You can do that. Uh, treat yourself. Yeah, make sure you have cash because we don't take credit. For sure. Uh, the credit companies are ruining the country, so... And be sure you like what you buy because mm-hmm. there are no returns at that store. No returns. 100%. Make sure that is something you're not allergic to because there's a lot of exotic foods. Some of them just, oh, just delicious. Oh, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. What's your favorite restaurant? What do you think people should go to? Well, if you're in uh, like, like the greater LA area, there's a good place in... I would say, yeah, it's West Hollywood. It's called Pearl Saigon Pho on Fairfax and Wilshire. Pearl Saigon Pho, they got that, that oxtail pho that goes hard. Okay, Pearl Saigon Pho. Okay, good to know. And if you're in the valley, there's Sam Wu Barbecue right off Sepulveda and Van Nuys. Again, cash only. <laughs> so good. It's so good. It's quick. They don't smile. They just give you amazing food. You might not even get a cup of water. Who fucking cares? Yeah, my favorite Japanese mm-hmm. restaurant in Orange County, uh, Ichi Zen. Uh, you cannot get a liquid brought to your table that is not soup. Yeah, yeah, wow. exactly. There is no way to get a beverage. That there, all sounds amazing. <laughs> there's a pho restaurant opposite of Sam Wu Barbecue inside the 99 Ranch Market Plaza called uh fall s01 so this is inside the 99 that's right the 99 is legit not the 99 99 ranch yeah the 99 ranch the other 99 that's it no the 99 <laughs> the 99 cent <laughs> store is the other the 99. other 99 that's okay right. okay got it got it got it okay so hey. as established we have alex young here hey, hey i'm alex hello. what's up guys killing it. you know just uh, killing it in the chinese in, new year plugging for the culture yeah, why not? Yeah, and cast an Asian person in your next project. You hear me? Yeah, for sure. We're, we keep, we're keeping tabs. We're keeping tabs. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. And we're joined uh, by yes. our beautiful, lovely guest now. We always have people introduce themselves because we okay. have some folks that are anonymous. Okay. And so how would you like to introduce yourself today? Um, I'm Rachel Friedland. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had known it could have been anonymous. I would have come up with a fun name. Mm. Oh, you can make it. But I'm here. Anytime no, you want. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. You could want people do, to come and find you. Could have just went I as do. Rachel Rachel. Oh, yeah. Um, but with my same spelling so that yeah. it was still <laughs> anonymous but obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, it's Rachel Rachel. Yeah. Hi, it's Rachel Rachel. Extra E at the end of both Rachels. Ooh. What if it was like Rachel 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 Ray? <gasps> <laughs> that's a lot of pressure it's a lot of rachels it's a lot of rachels <laughs> so many rachels i love that you asked to be on this pod yeah you're like let's fucking do this yeah is that wrong no, no i love it i mean i'm here so obviously fuck yeah it's hey, amazing we need all the guests we can get because <laughs> you, you, you tap out at a certain point in la with sober people sure happy, yeah happy to fill a quota oh that's <laughs> Our Rachel quota. Yes, Alex. Okay. Uh, I'm honored to have you here. I'm truly yes. honored. Honored to be here. Especially because I know that like you've had a wild year. I've had a wild year. You I've had a wild it. four months, in fact. Yeah. It's all just been compounded. It's You're- one of those times. Do you know what I mean? Where 
everything is happening at once and you think you hit rock bottom. This is um, quoting a friend here. Yes. He said, you hit you hit rock bottom and then you remember, oh yeah, there's the basement. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, That's I how it feels. Basement. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So, Girl, what's going on? What's happening with your journey? What's happening right now? I mean, the whole the whole shtick, guys. We'll mm-hmm. go back to November. <laughs> yeah, let's do November it. 2018. Pretty much, it's a beautiful time. It's a beautiful time. Oh, I we had flipped some we had flipped some house seats. Yeah, <laughs> we sure we sure did. Uh, yeah, so I you know can't stop working in digital media for a day job, and um, surprise, it's not working anywhere. No one can figure out how to make it happen. So the company I was working for went bankrupt, Yay. and then a couple days after, I was like, I think my relationship is falling apart, and then. A month after that, my relationship ended. And at the time, I was like, this is fine. Like, it's kind of a natural conclusion. Our lives are going in different ways. Um, and then I thought about it more and more after the breakup. And I was like, I think something's going on. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't serve me now to, like, find out what happened. Like, it's done, whatever. And this is how we can tell you're not an addict. Because uh, Alex and I would have just burned his ha- his house down. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We would have uh, oh, lit I, his car on fire. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would have uh-huh. hired a private investigator to figure out what the fuck went down. Alex <laughs> for sure would have hired a private investigator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I know a guy. If you want to go down that <laughs> road. I mean, it's it's too late. It's too late now. Because no, he told me himself. No, limitations. But... <laughs> oh, my God. Alex is like, we'll find out more. Okay. We'll call a lawyer. Well, I mean, I felt like I've never felt more um, up my own ass about my own problems in a way which I felt was like very unhealthy um, than I did in November where it was just a lot of like I'm the uh, recurring thoughts of you know like what's going on what's happening how do I fix it how do I remain calm how do I you know take control of the situation that is like kind of being pulled away from me. Do you know what I mean? That's such what a healthy you? way to think about it instead of saying, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to flip that. <laughs> okay, do it. What's that. wrong with everybody else? <laughs> I, think, no, I think what it is, is it's actually, that's the response to like having to let something go. It was, sounds like you were afraid of change. Well, and that's how it felt. because So essentially it was like my boyfriend was wanting to move across the country ex-boyfriend or boyfriend? ex-boyfriend yeah so i don't really know how to ref- I, I was gonna it's, say it's boyfriend a, at the time yeah, but it's like still ex. so recent so my ex Your wanted ex to move musician my ex-musician lead singer of a pop punk band boyfriend wanted to move across the country and i or said that call him that fucking loser that fucking loser yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um he wanted to move across the country and i was like that's so not really where? like new york or something pittsburgh homie pittsburgh yeah even one of his friends was like i don't know why he's doing that they make ketchup there and i was like <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, not my call pittsburgh's glory days are or well i won't say over but they're they're at a at a at a very low point right now so why the fuck would you want to move there and get all that pollution in the air i i I know why, but I'm so tired of explaining his band's things to people that I will just not comment if that's okay. They're just Give broke us, and it's a good location. Yeah, it's like, okay. yeah, it's like artists okay. move somewhere cheap to live cheaply yeah. and, and they want do to what they want to like do. A, like a, a hub, like right. a flight hub. So right. you can go around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, more people like pop punk on the East Coast than the West Coast. Who knew? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. A lot of more daddy issues out there. I guess. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah, so essentially it was like he wanted to move and I didn't. And uh, that's kind of where things kicked off with like, well, this is a, a problem. We're, How long were you together? 
three and a half years. Okay. It was my okay. first big relationship. Okay. It was okay. my first time saying I love you and like wow. meaning it and okay. understanding it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, and like I, w- I have so many Twitter drafts right now, but they're <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're all very funny. Yeah, they're they're great. You want to read them? I would, I would love to, I would love to workshop them, honestly, but there are a reason they're all drafts. Um, so yeah, so essentially that's kind of like the catalyst of what was like, "Mm, this is ending. Um, and then fast forward to like maybe three weeks ago, I found out that he cheated on me with Mm. my close friend who was also in his band. A scandal. Yeah. And, uh, like he like disclosed the information and my, my gut reaction was like, I'm so annoyed that I have to deal with this. That was my, the first thing out of my mouth was like, I'm so annoyed I have to deal with this because I knew. So anyway, to backtrack a little bit after we broke up, I knew that something had happened because he just came home one weekend and was so like adamant about like, I'm moving, you're not moving, you know, I'm checked out. My eye is wandering. And I was like... He said all that? Yeah. Girl. He said my eye is wandering? Yeah. And I said, well, we're, we're like, all well, humans. Bring it over here. I'll fix it for you. I was like... Yeah. I mean, and it, I, like, yeah. I tried to be very like, you know, we're human. Our, our eyes are always wandering. Like, whatever. I don't really know what that means. Oh, you should have asked one of us. That means he's cheating. <laughs> he straight up told you well, in I, the but most I, like, creepy way. Here's like, the other thing, though, is that I said, is it this person? And he said, no. And he laughed at me. And he said, no. What a scumbag. Yeah, like that same that same he, conversation he's I gonna, asked he's gonna him. He's going to get HPV in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, he might already have it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, so like that was like, so that was a couple weeks ago. So everything has just been like, hmm, I'm out of a job. Wait, so you, find, you found out like for certain, like a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And through who? Through him? or Through, through him. So he told me, but the, <laughs> it's so... <laughs> I, the whole story is like, it's just so uh, stupid and sloppy, but essentially her ex knew that, that she was cheating and was like, if you don't tell Rachel, then I will. So we kind of got bullied into it. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, fuck boy. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he ended up telling me himself and then it was just like, I don't know. I bet you he makes terrible music with that kind of fucking. He plays in a pop punk band, so yeah. that's all I can really say. It's the <laughs> band. It's yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I don't know. I still feel like you know. Right now, I'm like I'm not naming names or I'm not giving full yeah. details, and I'm like I don't know that. who I'm trying to protect right now. Do you know what I mean? You like don't need to protect anybody. No, I know. And that's the thing yeah. is that like it took me a couple days of just like being so rage filled and furious and running on pure adrenaline and Mm. being in burn it down mode. Like I talked to so many people and told so many people because his ex had cheated on him. And that was the, such a big part of the six, the first six months of our relationship was him being like, I was cheated on and that really hurt me and I would never do that to anyone. Mm. And it's like, well, here we are, motherfucker. Why'd you, yeah, why'd you do it to me? And I mean, I asked him that, you know, and like after he had told me, I was like, why would you do this to me? It's so cruel. And I'm such a nice person. And I said that to him too. I was like, I'm a really nice person. So why would you do this to me? And I mean, of course there's no good answer. You know what I mean? Like there's no good answer. And I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to be like, well, the relationship was done. I was going to move and, you were staying and 
I, you know, like that's, that's no excuse to hurt someone. No, of course not. No. And then there was like, well, our communication was bad for six months. And I was like, well, I'm in therapy. So like, I've done a lot of work here (laughs) in this relationship. So I don't know what to tell you. You you brought your dish to the potluck. He (laughs) brought like a a plastic fork. You fuck. He brought an old shoe. Yeah. (laughs) Here, make soup out of this. So in, in terms of like, you know, this rock bottom moment, yeah. And then also getting in the basement. Right. What, like, how do you experience surrender right now? I don't know. I Like, I just feel like every day is a constant, like, I don't, I don't really know. And it's a lot of pay attention when you're driving. Oh, it, do you know what I mean? I, I, mm-hmm. Someone's already backed up into my car. So I did. So that was my, I found the basement was someone backed up into my car. So now my car is damaged. It's cosmetic, but it's still one of those things where you're like, well, this is, one hundred one thousand two hundred dollars more annoying than it needs to be right you know so i was like that sucks um and i don't know a lot of it is just be and luckily for me i will say this is not i've already experienced the most traumatic thing that has happened in my life so i already Mm. have something under my belt where it's like i've been through something i know how to ask for help now thank god Mm -hmm. i have a therapist in la that i see woo And, and you're identifying the most tragic thing as the breakup no, 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 no. I'm saying so like six years ago was a, like a very big transformative moment in my life. And I had to I was so incredibly depressed, felt very alone, felt very like um, wasn't sure who was there for me, had to figure out how to like take care of myself, had to figure out how to listen to my gut instincts again. Okay. Mm. Like again, for like the first time. Yeah. Rather like was this in L.A. and what was the impetus for it? This was back in Long Beach okay. um, where I grew up. Hey. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, essentially, LBC. it was just telling my family about sexual abuse that had happened. Ooh. Yeah, and it was it was really fucking heavy, and it was something that I like pushed down a lot and pushed it away, and like kept very busy, so I wasn't thinking about it. You know, it's like it's that thing where you live a double life because you're like, well, this part of me is staying small mm-hmm. because I don't know how to deal with it, and the other part of me is going to college and making friends and partying and you know yeah. doing whatever and having all these experiences, and some of them are dangerous experiences because you're trying to recreate yeah the you know the situations in which you couldn't get out of yeah Yeah, of course um and so that was a very like that is the toughest time in my life Mm -hmm. yeah but i made it through that and have grown so much especially like in that in this past relationship i grew a lot which was Mm -hmm. fantastic and amazing Mm -hmm. and there are so many parts of the relationship that i'm really thankful for like (laughs) a draft what i was gonna say earlier is a draft a twitter draft that i have today is for the most part, my relationship was good. Like I had a lot of fun. We did a lot of cool things. He just made a really stupid decision that I'm never going to let him live down. Yeah. You know, like, so it's, it's fine, Mm -hmm. but I'm grateful that, 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 that very traumatic time in my life has passed because now I can walk into this situation or fall into this situation Mm -hmm. or surrender to this situation, knowing the things I need to have in my tool belt in order to get through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's been like, I'll text friends mostly they're texting me going you're gonna come on a walk with me this morning I'm coming over you know it's like it's literally me reaching out to people going can you hold my hand for the next hour yeah and they're either gonna say yes or they don't have the capacity to and they'll say no and and that's kind of been it yeah and a lot of del taco yeah yeah at least it's not expensive well she can't afford anything right now so <laughs> so funny yeah how what's been like the most insane part of this experience so far 
Um, experiencing the betrayal, I would say, is what gets me the most. Like the breakup, it, I did surrender to that. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this relationship was it served these purposes. I had a good time. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're moving in these different ways. And I, I finally felt like I was approaching something in my life with love and compassion, whereas everything else has been rage fueled. Everything else in my life is, is me being like, I'm going to show you, or I'm going to prove to you, or, you know, it's, it's all comes from a place of anger. And so this was like, I really want to approach this from a place of love. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, and what was the question? I'm so sorry. My brain is mush. It's okay. What's been the most insane moment? Oh, right. And while you answer that, would you like honey for your tea? No, the tea is great. Okay. Anna Valenzuela Mm -hmm. makes a great frothy chai. Frothy chai. Frothy chai. Okay. Um, Frother and it is delightful. It is. I mean, pretty Pretty amazing. Game changer. (laughs) Thank you, Ann Thompson. Game changer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, just experiencing the betrayal, it has been the most kind of mind-boggling point because I I felt like I was able to make peace with so many other points of this really difficult time in my life and then that was like a kicker because it's you know two people in my life who I was very close with who knew everything about me who knew the ways in which I was um hurt healing growing and who still decided that they were going to do something heinous you know yeah and I told that to my therapist like it feels like I just can't stop experience or connecting the experience to like the sexual abuse. Mm. And, she, and I was like this to me, I think when I tell other people, they mm-hmm. go, Whoa, that's a big jump. And she goes, but to you, it makes sense because this is another instance where someone has taken away your power to say no. Yeah. Yeah. When I was, um, when I was sick last year, I started to react to things and really experience things in terms of like the physical abuse that my and neglect that my parents like, you know, perpetrated and were, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, I totally understand that, that like one, one completely opposite, like, or not opposite or just a completely different type of event can trigger those old feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really been, I think that's the most surprising feeling that I've had is making that connection. And that's the hardest part to push past. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you read The Body Keeps Score? No, but you told me about yeah, it this weekend, and I and I do have it in my cart. We should so yoga good. together. I'd love that to. would be a suggestion from that book. Great, it's yeah, absolutely. This is what I deal with every time there's a female guest on there. <laughs> Anna makes yoga plans. I make yoga plans. <laughs> and you're not I invited? Yoga <laughs> I want a yoga, too. You want to? Do you want a yoga? Do you want a yoga? I'll... I'll I'm yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> let's, let's stretch it out. Let's I'm sure there's like bro yoga somewhere. You know, broga, broga, probably in Santa Monica with that kind of name. Oh yeah, yeah or Venice, not Venice. Yeah, to be exact. No, that that that's great. That you're, um, it's not insane that you're connecting it because it, those are very same parts of your mind and your heart. You know, sure. You're, you're feeling betrayed. Mm-hmm. You're feeling violated again. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that you you took it upon yourself to go to therapy because I, I don't think therapy is talked about enough. It, it seems like a uh, luxurious, you know, item on the, on your agenda to like, Oh, Oh, you go to, you have a mm-hmm. therapist. Sure. You must be rich. No, people will spend two, $300 on shoes, but won't go to a therapist once. Yeah. I had to speak and to my yo. sister about it. Cause she's a compulsive liar. She oh really? Still is. Still is little things like uh, I'll have her set up the, you know, the Bank of America app on my dad's phone uh-huh. so I can send him money. It's yeah. easier. I'm not sending a, a check through the mail. Right. Seriously. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, try, I, I did it already. And I'm like, well, how come I can't send money? Oh, well, let me try it right now. 
oh okay I, I gotta i gotta go to the bank i'm like you don't need to go to the bank you just gotta just set it up oh yeah i'm, I'm doing it trust me i'm doing it trust me trust me this has been our entire relationship that's it's all yeah, like picking me up late from school all the time she's your older sister older sister yeah. yes C- continuously making excuses for everything mm-hmm. the bad thing is that i learned how to make excuses for everything from her sure so after going to therapy i figured out that i have this like dot this deep down fear of not being good enough so i have to lie to overcompensate mm-hmm. like it, it's a real vicious cycle so i implore everyone to go to therapy same yeah yeah, yeah totally t- take a week off of you know sushi take a you know, <laughs> cut down your bill sure. whatever it takes sure. go to therapy and there i mean you're not if a professional you have medi-cal mm-hmm. you can afford therapy right because it's free it's free yeah it's free there's it might not be the most glamorous therapy office yeah. in the world yeah we visited my boyfriend's therapy office this week and then also mine oh uh, mine is scary uh, yeah. his, <laughs> his is delightful yeah. um they have water dispensers right um, <laughs> my, my therapy is something that i i pay out of pocket for but i've been not to brag in therapy since mm-hmm. like fifth grade Amazing. so my parents i mean more so i think my mom was very into like go to therapy like let's talk about i was very afraid to leave my mom's side so mm-hmm. she was like you need to go figure this out <laughs> so like for me i'm very lucky that i grew up going to therapy so it wasn't some you know kooky la thing yeah. when i got here it was just like no this is good for me and i know that yeah. and Amazing. uh yeah i've i've helped a couple friends get yeah. into therapy too. And it is, yeah, I agree. It's a, it's phenomenal, but, oh yeah, but I pay out of pocket for it. It that's, is, it is, it's fun. my thing that I'm like, I will splurge on this. Mm-hmm. Also, I love my therapist. So Yay. yeah. And then you splurge on that, you get into a better headspace and then yeah, you go yeah. down, down the road, you're in a better place. And then you, you, you will see certain achievements in your life that you've set out or whatever goals you've set out. Then you can, hopefully that turns into an opportunity for you to earn right. money doing what you love. And then, Hey, get then you get that fancy eye yeah, yeah. or whatever and then you're just like oh it means so much more totally and there's so many ways in which it's already paid off like i said kind of going into this like okay i'm going through a, a breakup i'm losing another job you know this mm-hmm. year like a lot of big life changes and just knowing that with each change comes some sort of like trauma and you know, you will experience these sad points and not being surprised by them because I've dealt with them before in therapy, you know, just like knowing that I have a roadmap because I have been to therapy is so much more helpful. Yeah. So I can go into like a week of eating Del Taco and being like, I know that I'll stop, you know, at some point, but it's okay to do this right now. (laughs) Well, in light of all this, like, emotional upheaval i don't Mm want to call it chaos i don't want to like judge it i mean let's judge it it it, it has been pure madness what how's your decision making right now okay i i think that uh a lot of my decision making i i need to check in with a lot of other people in general like i like a second opinion anyway because it is that thing where six years ago i finally learned to like trust my gut and listen to myself and even now you know, given the past three months of like, I knew that something had happened with my ex. Mm-hmm. I knew did, did that you ever get a chance to slap him or uh, no, him? I did not get physical, oh. but I did call him a coward to his face. <laughs> <laughs> she shouldn't have to do something. She has to make no, it. No, 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 no. Although if you did hit him, I'd be like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, I know you're so nice. And I just, <laughs> I just see these scumbags just seeing that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I know. Cause I'm a recovering scumbag. Okay, great. And I see a girl like, 
uh, like that's so nice or anything i'm like oh I could, I could do whatever i want sure i totally feel like i have a target on my back yeah. a lot of the time just because i am maybe, uh, maybe this year uh Look, try to slap someone this year okay yeah thank you i will yeah. but they, they have to earn they have to they have earn, to earn it slap. okay yeah, so i need to, to get cheated way. on again <laughs> <laughs> well you just God need forbid. to make an example out of like one person sure yeah. i mean i hope that you don't have to be cheated on again like if somebody is like a guy comes at you incorrectly or like you know right grabs you or something just turn around just i have been way more on edge lately mm. like today someone driving behind me just kept honking and i think because Ooh. there was some big truck that was driving slower than they would have liked but they just kept laying on on their horn and I turned I was driving in front of them I turned down a street and I was like I'm not being the car that's directly in front of you like even that I was just like I'm not dealing with man, like men's anger right now oh that's smart you know what I mean because even smart. before he before my ex left the apartment he hit the wall and punched a hole in it and I was like I'm not why would gonna deal that? with this anymore because he couldn't stop saying dumb shit to me dude like he said so many dumb things because and he you, you were calling him out on it. yeah That's and good. and so i think he just felt backed into a corner and he mm. was like i have to stand up for myself in some kind oh, of way because that guy sounds so fucking spineless to me Sorry. i mean it like <laughs> but like how do you know no, how, yeah, did, how was i supposed yeah, to know in a relationship, i did that like, for three oh, and a half years and i was oh. like this is fine yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I've totally, totally been there. Yeah. I've been with the rage guy. I've been with the emotionally disconnected person. Mm-hmm. That one's a real fun one mm-hmm. when you're just like, here's the cardboard box that I live with. Right. This is a person <laughs> right. who's not affectionate. Um, very as cool. a cardboard box. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, uh, angry guy, definitely like angry controlling guy done, done that one. Yeah. And, um, now I have the delightful robot. He just takes a second, <laughs> takes a second to reboot. Um, <laughs> Gotta charge him. Gotta charge him. Love Uh, Delightful Robot. Yeah. So much. Yeah, Keith once called him (laughs) iBoyfriend. But, uh, yeah, you know, doesn't maybe, doesn't maybe have the program for certain emotions just yet, but he's, you know, he's getting the, he's discovering, he's getting the patches (laughs) and the updates. That's great. The algorithm Uh, is, algorithm's getting updated. Working aggressively. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, but definitely like, I I understand that when you're in the thick of a nasty relationship, you're just, you can't really see your way out of it sure and it didn't i mean it didn't feel that way like at no No. point did i feel like i was ever my safety was compromised was Mm. i ever threatened it was just like okay he expresses his anger a little more outwardly than what i can handle Mm. because i am such a person who's like let me sop up all your feelings for you and then i'll just hold on to them I'll give, yes. you a, yeah. I'll give you a trick the next time you're in traffic and someone's laying on their horn. Just uh, stick your thumb out. Just thumbs up. Thumbs up. Good job. Okay. Good job, kiddo. And it throws them for a fucking loop. Yeah. I do that all the time in traffic and people just don't know what to do with themselves. Because a, a middle finger is sure. just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah you're provoking I, them. I'm in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. When you thumbs up, you're like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean thumbs up? I, I do Who's a nice. Thumbing, thumbing up things. I do a peace sign every now and oh, again. Oh, peace sign. Yeah. Peace Can sign. I tell you the funniest peace sign story Please. ever? Yes. Okay, so Stuart on Christmas. Christmas Eve had his battery stolen from in front of the house mm. and he was that's you know not a lot of not a lot of bad things have happened to him so this mm. was very upsetting Aww. and so he um we're driving up to the bay and uh we're in my car and somebody because my car is like a 2002 Toyota Prius that's hit a house uh, mm. I did not hit the house <laughs> but it is it's definitely seen better days. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like put putting up over the grade on the five. Mm-hmm. And um, this person goes, I see that they're going faster than me. So I exit the lane and then they, which is how you do it, which yeah, is how you do it. And, oh, and then beautiful. they pass me and they do a peace sign. And Stuart's so agitated that he goes, 
uh, he goes, why, why, why did that person do that? And I was like, make a peace sign. And he said, yeah, I mean, in Europe, that means fuck you. And oh, I said, hold on, hold so on. Do you believe that yeah. a person flew across the pond, mm-hmm. landed in Los Angeles, yeah. got a car, sure. and said, you know what, I'm going to drive to Bakersfield tonight, uh-huh. flipping people off in the European way. In the European way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like... I, and, I, and also would assume that you and Stuart were French and really needed and to... totally understood yeah, yeah, yeah. that. I was just like, I was just looked at him and I was like, I'm going to turn on an audiobook and <laughs> let you ha- deal with however you're feeling right now because this is very funny. Like, and I wanted to laugh about it so bad. And he was just like, he was just like, oh, I was like, really? That's a thing you think? And he was like, yeah. well, it could have been that. And I was like, I mean, no, it's a stretch. I've done it. I've done that before the backwards peace sign, but I'll also yell something in a different language so that it is like. This is different. They Do you know. know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. only get road rage in different languages. Pick a language. How many languages do you speak? No, how many curse words in different languages can I say is the real question. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I always ask. Stay curious, you know? That's really fun. Yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. So decision making has has been very heavily dependent upon my friends because I, I can't see which way is up right now. So yeah. it's a lot of asking them and also still trying to be like, well, you know a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So Absolutely. just just trust what you ever, whatever you feel you need to do. Sometimes your friends have to look at you and go, what do you think? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. And I do hope that um, rather than having to had slap him in the face that um, this hot new five minutes will just take off. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? There's oh, yeah. the Twitter account is popping. Yeah. As there they say. Go. So killing it. Yeah. I mean, but also like. It does, the cheaters are the ones that actually of the cheating situation, it takes them longer to get over what they did because they don't forgive themselves for a really long time unless they're sociopaths. Very well could be. I mean, again, it's like, I don't know anymore. Oh you know, God. I don't know anymore. It The relationship was like good for such a long time. And then it was like, okay, this is tough. We're talking about living across the country, maybe, but not even having mm-hmm. this conversation. And then it just went full on okay, you and my close friend have feelings for each other that you've disclosed to each other. There was a nude that was sent. You're already in a new relationship before you're yeah. even broken up with me. You know, it's just like, oh. how how quickly that happened if from the timeline that he told me. Again, which, can I trust that? I don't know, and I never will know. Like, oh. it's very hard to look back and think what was real, what, what, what wasn't. And yeah. I'm trying not to think about it too much because it is, again, not going to help me. Sure heal you know or like move forward from it in any way it's just the like good, the good thing is you kept your side of the street clean yeah you know that we say that in the program a lot, right like right keep your side of the street clean so you can move on he has to live with that not you totally totally so. and there were some other points where i was like i can tell that he's pushing me away and i can tell that he wants me to be the one to break up with him because it fits the narrative of he's always the one who's left he's the always victim, the you know yeah. exactly and i was like i'm squatting in this relationship so if you're the one who's having all of these feelings about moving or wanting mm-hmm. to be together, you can bring them to me, but I'm not going to pry them out of you. You have to, you have to do that work. God, I bet you his music's like riddled with little dick energy. <laughs> I just am interested to see how I become the villain in the next album. <laughs> he doesn't write love songs. They're only sad. So, well, you know what? 
put on your your coat made of puppies mm-hmm. and just be a villain. Oh, yeah. Do it, you I know? should. I did put a I, voice around your neck and a little conch shell <laughs> and just live your life. Every Disney villain. Every yeah. Disney villain is the best villain. So like you said, it's gonna, it gives you that hot five. You're going to push. Everyone Listen. deals with this. You are not alone in this situation. That's the so thing. That's yeah, yeah. So many people, like at first it was like telling people that I was going through a breakup. I, again, first big breakup, so mm-hmm. don't know what I'm doing, don't know how to hey, feel, or just all I gotta say is congratulations. Thank you, you so much. The yeah, exactly. That's so that, mm-hmm. that's a big one. That's a big one. Okay, great. It's yeah. A stripe. Okay, good. I mm-hmm. I was holding out for my first divorce, but well, that is <laughs> your family. You'll get there. I'm kidding. <laughs> that is the Friedland way. I'm not. It is the Friedland way. I did. I just changed all my bios to say you're. <laughs> <laughs> they say, uh, comedian writer, your third wife, because I'm yeah. putting it into the universe. Yeah. <laughs> that it needs your to happen. Your family crest is just like a 50 50. <laughs> yeah, pretty it's much. It's very funny. Pretty much. Yes. Your dad has been married. My dad is married. He's on wife number four. Yeah. Mom Damn. never remarried. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's in my blood. Yeah. To get married a lot, I feel. And, well, you know, we'll take it as it comes. Or you can nah. be like me nah. and never yeah. get married. Okay. That's like... I, I mean, mean, I don't want to. Yeah. You know, after having seen all of that shit, it's like, I barely yeah. wanted to be in a relationship, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. even... A, I could tell... I was like, even a breakup seems really hard. And it is. And I was like, I can't imagine a divorce. And then I was yeah. like, I can't imagine being divorced three times. Like imagine my dad. if there were kids and money in this situation. Ugh, I've been the messy. kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Terrible. Now, you don't have to let the pattern repeat itself. Just as long as you're going through therapy and you stop dealing with uh, these weak men out here. Because mm-hmm. I, I, get, I get so worked up about that because I see a lot of dudes just fucking like giving L's out and just being like really weak men and being shitty. Man, I'm going to send everyone your way to screen. No, like (laughs) we, we've got to get better as men. We're doing a lot of shitty things and I've learned through like therapy and through through being sober that I'm a piece of shit. Like, and this is me. (laughs) One of my favorite things about your rock bottom is you were grabbing butts. Yeah. (laughs) At a wedding. (laughs) At my wife's friend's wedding. Oh no. Yeah, it was bad. Blackout drunk. Just, you know, thinking I was the man. And I had a serious wake up call that I was a shit fucking dude. And me being able to do that and being holding myself accountable, that's, yeah. all, that's all it is. Find mm-hmm. a dude that can hold himself accountable for his yeah. actions because we all blame our previous traumas for our actions and that, that's just not unfair to the person that's sure. on the receiving end of sure. it. Well, we're responsible. We're not responsible for our disease, but we are responsible or what's happened in the past, our traumas, mm-hmm. but we are responsible for our recovery. So it's yes. like mm-hmm. when somebody is like, I have a thing that happened. I'm like, cool, you're aware of it, right? Right. Cool. Okay. So now, right. What are you doing to take responsibility since you are aware that that thing affects you? Like totally. What, and what that's that's how I entered into the relationship. Yeah. Initially, was was I was like, here's all of my, here's all the things that I'm dealing with, just so you know. But also, so you know, I am actively dealing with them. So that's like, nice. yeah. here's what I need from you in order to support me in these ways. Should you want to support me in these ways? And he was about it at first. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. at first, yeah. For for up until we broke up. You know, it was like... At what point did you move in together with each other? So, <laughs> at six months, he went to, like, work on a movie, and I moved into his place. Mm-hmm. And then when he moved back, we were living together. And then we moved out into our own apartment. So, I guess, technically six months in. But we moved okay. into our own place a year in. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. 
I guess. No, and I don't know. I'm just looking for little things to shit on. No, I know. (laughs) But was it like, was that the big turning point when you guys moved in together? About, of what? Just like the communication stuff? No, communication stuff didn't go bad until it was, he, the band wanted to move. Until he was cheating. Yeah, until, I mean, I would have to suspect, right? Mm -hmm. Like communication wasn't bad until the band was really seriously thinking about moving. And I said, I don't, that's not a move for my career. That's a move Mm -hmm. for your career. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's oh, when that's it was great. like. When you've, mm. Oh, because can you imagine yourself waking up fucking 35, 40 overweight in Pittsburgh? In Pitts, no, Ugh. no. Good I on mean, you. Good on you for fucking putting your foot. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck else? It's so cold in there. You can't that's go for true. a hike. Yeah. yeah, I was in Portland for three days and I gained five pounds. <laughs> oh yeah, easily. So much everything ever everything, everything in front of me. Yeah, you put me in a slightly colder environment where people can hide everything under a sweater, and I am. Five Go sweaters. Pretty, yeah. yeah, you can you're, hide you're a lot in there. Go. Yeah, you're gonna let go. Totally. Congrats on fucking dodging that bullet. Thanks. I mean, yeah, you know, I gotta keep this While bod tight. Like, fitness <laughs> is so important to you. I love. I live. Do you follow her on Instagram? Mm-mm, not yet. I live yeah. for it. I'm doing it right now. I oh, live good. for it. Yeah, I. I was thinking Insta about that too. I think that. I was gonna bring this up that like I. Sometime in 2017, I think September of 2017, yeah. I was finally like, I like myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're, you're doing good for like what, you know, all the, all the things that you've had to deal yeah. with. You're doing pretty good. And so then since then, it's just been an upward trajectory of like, oh, I'm okay yeah. with who I am. And that feels really, I don't know what's switched, but I was just like, I'm comfortable. Um, and so working out is always surrounded by like, I need to lose weight. I need to be X amount of pounds. I need to have six mm-hmm. pack, whatever. But you know, I've just been going to the gym, dude. <laughs> just go to the gym. And the, yeah, it's just, it's, it's felt good to just be like, I'm just doing this, um, to get really fucking strong. Yeah. And like, that's it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been delightful. And what can I say? People love the content. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's pretty great. I'm like, okay, I better put my shoes on. Yeah. Get Hell yeah. What is your like thing that you've learned about yourself this go around like as far as like gnarly shit like what's the most surprising thing you've learned this time i think i think the most surprising thing that i've learned this time is that i learned from last time is that i'm not as befuddled as i was before and that i i mean i kind of feel like i'm saying the same thing over and over again but just that like I know the tools I need to have in place in order to get through this. And that, you know, people keep being like, you're strong, you'll be okay, you'll be, you'll find Mm. love again. It's like, I'm not worried about any of those things. I know, I know all of those things. Yeah. But it is just, uh, worry about becoming that. Don't worry about, like, well, I mean, it says your third wife, but I'm like, (laughs) that that will happen. God forbid it happens. Uh, Hopefully you find a marriage that works and lasts. But, you shouldn't worry about pleasing men. I think, no, I think that's the biggest I'm, message. No, I'm not at all, but other people, I think because they don't know what to say because it's just like, well, this yeah. really fucking sucks. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys have dealt, dealt, yeah. with, dealt with it. And, the whole you know, finding love is such a fucking scam. Yeah, and I don't I don't care, but mm-hmm. it's just when people are like, I'm uncomfortable, you'll be all right, you know? And it's yeah. like, I don't need like, to we're know. We're also young here at this table that we're like, we don't truly know who we are yet. We're sure. still like maybe like halfway developed. Yeah, totally. And we still are figuring things out. And when you say, oh, you find love just so you can like, fill all the fucking emptiness that you haven't filled yourself Mm -hmm. so they're like oh well you know just go find love and you know do whatever right i I feel like we forget to keep on developing after a certain point totally and i feel pretty strong in that when people say that to me i just i go i know it's because you don't know what to say but i'm fine Mm -hmm. on this track that i'm on as far as like my own healing and you know whatever so i do feel like i have a pretty good grip of 
what I need, even though maybe it doesn't turn out to be like, okay, this is going to be a productive day or I'm going to actually get things done. And sometimes it's like, I'm watching the office UK version for the third time in a row. Mm -hmm. And that's also fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's part of your healing process. You're you're dealing with some crazy shit. So do what you have to do, but just no, like I'm sure you have your vision board up and stuff on there to do. I don't vision board because it makes me embarrassed. Like, would you move it? Like, what do you do with it? You know what I did is I made mine digitally. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Mm. I made mine digitally and then I have it on my background of my computer. I have it on my phone and then I printed it out and I wrote what everything means on the back of it. Oh, I like that. That's the thing about the vision board is apparently you're supposed to attach a meaning like Mm -hmm. what, Mm -hmm. like what it means if you were to achieve those things. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I do love goals though. I will say. Mm -hmm. So I do like on my wall. Oh, nice. When I rise from my bed, I can see it in front of me. That's great. (laughs) Roll in and I go out to sleep and I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Things to do. I have the same, it's like calendar view. So I write every, I jot everything down of like whatever I'm working on and when I work on it and whatever. So yeah, yeah, totally. I love those things are super helpful. I always say too, like when somebody is single, I'm always like, congratulations Mm -hmm. and like enjoy the single time now because Mm -hmm. you're great. You're quite the catch. So you will get smashed up at some point. Again. So just like enjoy it. I'm not concerned. Don't be so much. Thank you so much. Party. Like, yeah. Good time. Well, so initially I feel like I broke up. I feel like we broke up twice. You know, like the first breakup was like, okay, we're breaking up because our lives are going different ways. And the second time was like the The gut punch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the first time I was like, you know what? I'm actually happy because I just turned 28. So I was like, I'm happy to be single again. And I get to treat 28 year old Rachel in the way I wish I treated 24 year old Rachel you know like I've learned so much and set better boundaries b words as I call them like so I am excited to get to implement those in my life now because I didn't really before and then I got into a relationship where it was like well I'm safe here and I don't have to worry about setting up those walls um so yeah there are a lot of things uh, that like going back into being single that I'm looking forward to doing for myself yeah yeah that's awesome yeah thank you what would you say treat yourself and you get to that certain point where it's going to require a higher level of a significant other to impress you. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're like, okay, maybe I'll give it another shot. Yeah. My, my, my new bare minimum requirement is that the next person I date has to be either actively in therapy or has been in therapy within the last six and months. And not making pop punk music. And not Stay making, I mean, I dudes. guess that's minimum requirement number two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I, my, my partner right now, he was in therapy when we first got together. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's, and now he's back in it. Yeah. So yeah, it's important. It, yeah, it's me. great. Yeah. And it's just like you were saying, Alex, it's like, there's no, there's no shame in it. And you mm-hmm. do have to face those not demons, but just the action or yeah, the actions that you're taking and what are the consequences and what are the implications of your actions? Yeah, And if if, if a dude comes around and just like, or whatever person you you find interest in and they're like, well, I don't know what's going on. Like, no, you fucking know what's going on. Right, right, right. Own your shit. If they can't do that, then I'm sorry. You gotta go. Yeah. I got a lot of, I don't knows in the last, in the last few days of of my ex being in my apartment. I was like, I don't know. And I was like, you're almost 31. You don't get to, I don't know anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You have you have to know like you're gonna make him the man that he wants to be which is hilarious he's gonna go on to become a better man because you're putting him on blast like that <sighs> Those I mean, questions, which is hey that's another good he's thing he's welcome yeah exactly <laughs> exactly you're welcome motherfucker <laughs> Oh bitch boy, grown up because of. Okay, sorry, I'm getting. What? 
I get, I get so passionate. I love it. If you if you want to roast him, I mean, uh, he doesn't, that would he doesn't be, deserve it. That would be really fun Patreon content. If I someone only just roast the ones I love. A picture of like their exes and we can just like roast the exes. Would love, be, yeah. Actually, if it's a, on Patreon and there's money involved, <laughs> I exactly. won't do it for free. Everyone's ears <laughs> perk money. For free, we only roast the ones we love. Sure. For money, we'll roast whoever is in front of us. <laughs> Target. I've already given three bangers out this episode. Hilarious. What um what is your level of honesty like right now? Pretty okay. So I was uh, midway tweeting this on my way over, but uh, I've okay. Maybe honesty and vulnerability are two different things. But I feel that I am quite vulnerable right now, and in that I am being very honest because. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have any other choice. Yeah. There's just so much going on that it has to be 100% all the time. Yeah. You know, so I think that, so right now I'm being quite honest and especially because her, her ex-boyfriend, yeah, the, Mm -hmm. my, my ex-friend's ex-boyfriend is now. Oh, just cue the, yeah, cue the Fleetwood Mac right now. Yeah, truly. (laughs) So her ex is crashing at my place yeah, so it's it's the layers you guys are God, insane. You're too friendly. Why would you why would you allow someone with that those vibes on his back just No, because he's I feel he's, that he's a victim just like I am. Like uh, we both had no idea. Sure. And and he's the one actually who pushed my ex to come forward with the truth. So it's like he's actually okay, the hero he of the story. To be on your couch. Why? He's a why he's not? a good boy. I think he's, yeah, he's, I think he's doing fine. He's a good boy. I, I like to Grab thing. I like to cut things off at the butt, like nip it in the bud, and just like just not allow run away. Yeah. Just, uh, sorry, I gotta start a new fucking community. And this <laughs> is maybe that's my problem that I need to deal with because I'm real quick to <laughs> cut people off and everything think, that it, it that involves that person. Mm-hmm. I will just shut everything out. I will say that the only that not the only thing he's very he's very sweet and kind, but it has been so nice to come home and we can both kind of process mm-hmm. either side of like the situation and mm-hmm. we can kind of like go back and forth on like, what do we think? Or keep just like, how are we feeling? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But keep your wits about you because you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. You, you, Cause you're, you're in such a good headspace right now of that person. Uh, you know, this is just me making assumptions. Of course, if the person, you know, you guys get into a relationship and it gets weird and awkward, it might throw you in for another loop. So, no. Keep, keep your boundaries. Yeah. Again, oh boundaries. no. Well, there's no way in hell. Yeah. Keep your boundaries by kicking them out and tell them to go back, go live your other life. No harm, no foul. This is just my journey <laughs> that I need Alex to deal with. Alex is like, this guy's yeah, gotta go. He's gotta... I don't like a guy in your space right no, now. Which, is that yeah. what it is? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because yeah. because you're dealing with uh, you're at a very vulnerable space right sure. now and. Again, me speaking as a guy, we yeah. see that and we're just oh. like, oh, maybe, you know, I don't know about got weak and, you know, we, we ended up like hooking up and, you know, now no, it's weird. There's, and, I will, and I like, will, you can't kick me out on the street. I will like, promise yeah. you there is no way. We've already talked about his move out date because my friend is moving in. Like, Beautiful. it's all been very cordial. He's very sweet. There's no way in hell. I mean, he's, He's torn up. You know what I mean? Mm, right, like, yeah. he's on his own journey You're of being like, of service to him. I see. Of that. Like, his, yeah, totally. His penis can't even work right now. I doubt he's it. Too sad. You, I doubt it. No, and I doubt that you doubt that his penis works. Because, <laughs> uh, a, a, a penis is a penis is a penis. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the deal. If it gets weird, Rachel can text you. Yeah, I will absolutely. Text me. And if he does anything stupid, let me know. I, Thank I, you. I've got. I believe in my Second Amendment. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Texas so coming aggressive. out right now. No, that's 
that's so great. If you need a pistol whipping, you let me know. I appreciate that. You know, and that's the other thing too, is that like, I know through therapy and everything, the one thing that I'm going to be searching for my entire life will be the protection that I never got from my parents. And (laughs) (laughs) so like, and that, I think that's another part that hurts about like the breakup and the deceit is that like, these are two people who were here to, and I explicitly said, I want, protection i want you know i want yeah. to feel like this safety for like my mental emotional well-being that these people were like yes sign me up and then suddenly nope jk you know so mm-hmm. we're oh. also married now <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah through what a like common law <laughs> yeah yeah ladies i love you so much Yay. listeners i love you so much i gotta run God forbid, I just wanted to make sure I, I'm here and just to show up yeah. for you. That's Thank my you goal so much. in the new year. Happy Chinese New Year to both of you ladies. Go support your you. local yeah. Chinese restaurant. I will do. As a Jew, mm-hmm. oh, I must yeah. by law. I'll, yeah. see, I'll, <laughs> see I'll, I'll see you at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, see y'all. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh, don't turn off the podcast. We're not over. We're only a few questions. There's in. no way that we're done yet. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's There's fine. still so much more to process here. That's not a wood floor. It just looks wood. It's linoleum. <laughs> Someone said that stay. to me about my apartment. They're like, I didn't know you had wood floor. And I was like, well, if you want to call it that. Yeah, that's <laughs> not, I yeah. had to tell Stuart that it was not wood. Oh, he did not know. I love that about him. <laughs> I, know. I know. We had a fun moment where the Airbnb ran out of water, mm, hot water. Mm. And that was the first time he had ever had that happen. He yeah. thought he broke the shower. Sure. Oh, yeah. I feel like Stuart and I have very similar upbringings. <laughs> I'm really happy to learn that he is learning these things now. Um, it makes me feel just a little bit more ahead of the curve. It's pretty adorable. <laughs> I'm like, oh, baby, has that ever happened to you? And he's like, no, I'm no. completely thrown off. <laughs> <laughs> Does not compute. Does not compute. No. <laughs> Hot water heaters are not endless. Mm, yeah, unfortunately. Um, so what is uh, your experience of fear and anxiety right now? I don't know. That, I don't know that there's much fear left i think everything that's bad that could happen has happened yeah right yeah maybe a maybe a few more things could happen um but i knock on wood let's not yeah let's not let's not (laughs) but my my anxiety has lowered since the breakup the first breakup happened my anxiety Mm -hmm. has like lowered significantly because that question mark of are we breaking up are we not what's happening what's not happening yeah all the uncertainty kind of left the room because I had an answer of, okay, we're broken up. Um, and then after that, after finding out about the cheating, I don't, I don't feel like there was fear. It was just, it's just been anger. Yeah. It's just been a lot of anger and some sadness as I'm like moving through and processing it. Um, and everything that happened and like all the dumb stuff that was said is like what's playing in my head mostly, but I don't, in my whole life, I feel like most I'm I'm mostly like I said I'm driven by anger yeah and driven by fear and sometimes fear in a way which is like fear that keeps me protected like you know ha- always having a full-time job or making sure mm-hmm. I'm you know checking these boxes to keep me quote-unquote safe but are actually sometimes hindering yeah um so I don't know I don't feel like those are present right now because I'm in such survival mode every day yeah so maybe there is fear and I just am too 
my blinders are still a little uh, too far over my eyes. It sounds to like it. it sounds like you're just like okay, whatever happens, like you're at that <laughs> spot where it's like. I mean, sure, I have to, right? Like you course. said earlier, like how do I surrender to yeah. everything? And it's like, well, I just have to because yeah. I I cannot be in control of these situations. Obviously, yeah. I am not, and it's like I just am. And my friend told me today, she was like, let's just get through today rather than like what's going to happen next week or what's going to happen next month. And there are some days where it's like, I have to take it hour by hour. And so that's the times where I'm, you know, texting like Katie French being like, Hey, what are you doing? You know? And she's like, we're going to go on a hike or we're going to take a walk. And it's like, great. I know from three to four, I will be doing something. And that's, yeah. I love me some Katie French. Oh, same. She's the best. They have a new show, her and Jonathan Ralph. Yes. Let's shout that out. Let's shout it out. Living with Jonathan and Katie. It's so, it's so cute. I was able to help them film some of it and it's, it's just really funny. They interview a bunch of different people and different professions and so cute. uh, Yeah. And then they get involved and yeah, it's super fun. I love it. I love it. What is your, um, one thing you'd like to change about yourself in this time? One thing I would like to change about myself in this time, I I think it would just be like maybe giving myself a little bit more compassion than what Mm -hmm. I have because I still feel like I'm like, you've dealt with something way bigger than this and you made it through that so you should be able to make it through this when really I haven't let myself recognize how emotionally draining this is. Yeah. And let myself kind of sit in a lot of those feelings. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, more more compassion. Yeah, which is always. I mean, that's been my journey since you know way back when. So it's it's always a something I need to remember and relearn and practice right. often. Yeah, it's not your fault. It's not my fault, and I don't. I mean, at no point was I like what could I have done or what did I do? I knew. And that's why I like was like, I'm not going to break up with you because I know that I'm doing everything I can in this relationship or, and for myself and for you. Yeah. You know, to get to this point. So yeah. 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 I don't blame myself at all actually. Yeah. (laughs) So I get to, I get to walk away on, you know, many moral high grounds, but yeah, I think, yeah. Compassion. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. What's your experience? And it's totally okay if you're not there yet. You can talk about stuff in the past. What's your experience of forgiveness? Um, okay, so when I heard this question, <laughs> it was very it makes me anxious because I don't have of the major moments in my life, I feel that I don't have those experiences. I don't think that mm-hmm. I have given a lot of forgiveness. It's taken mm-hmm. me a really long time to even like with my parents, it's taken me such a long time to just like understand that um, they're still just human beings, mm-hmm. you know, like we're all perpetually 23 or whatever it is, right. you know, and they're just doing their best. Like I get it, but I, I ha- I'm still so angry about so much that I don't really know if I have forgiven many people in my life because I still feel so I still feel betrayed from such a young age you know that these people weren't there for me so I I don't really know yeah is that okay yeah am I a permanent victim no that's my biggest fear I will say that is my biggest fear too believe it or not really is that like the perception of victimhood and the and the being stuck in being a permanent victim yeah yeah and it's something that 
has been said to me was like, don't get stuck being the victim. And I was like, but I very clearly am the victim in this situation. And this was back in the day around the sexual abuse. And I was like, I'm very clearly the victim in this situation. So then to be told like, don't, don't stay there, which is like, I don't want to fucking stay here. You know, that's why I'm like working Mm -hmm. through it. But to be told that is such a, I don't know. It just, it felt so terrible. When you're ready, we can totally co-read a book called The Forgiveness Project. Okay. And it's, it's actually about apartheid South Africa, but there are like active social things that occurred to help promote forgiveness. And I actually, I stole that recommendation from Brene Brown, all of her books. She like references it. And, um, forgiveness for me, especially on that subject. So when I first started to like, kind of the the roundabout therapy story for me is I my mom died so my dad mm-hmm, had died mm-hmm. and then my mom died and I got punch a like punch a puppy in the face angry mm-hmm, with the world mm-hmm. like I was gonna lose my job I was throwing I'm a thrower when I'm like real out of control okay. when I'm like really in my character defects I throw things I scream I'm a real rage out mm-hmm. person and so um so I d- haven't done that stuff in years mm-hmm. um and even now I'm thinking like I came in a little spicy asking the boys for the kitchen to podcast. And I was just like, <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, I gotta make it amends. Like, no. but there's, there are, they, it got really bad. And mm-hmm. so my sponsor I called my sponsor, same old song and dance. He's being this way. He's being this way. Rage, rage, rage. And she just said, listen, you need to get outside help. That's what we call it in the program. You need to get outside help. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a phone number and I expect you to call it. And if you don't call this number and you don't make an appointment, I never want you to fucking call me again. And then she hung up the phone and she saved my goddamn life. Wow. Like my, I don't, I don't know if I would be a comedian, if I'd be the person that I am today, Mm -hmm. if she didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was a real, butt in my first, to my first therapist, I was definitely a County situation. So they were just like bringing them in and she made me confront my grief for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then slowly the next therapist, cause they closed that clinic, the next therapist, she, the first thing she said was, I need you to put your back on the chair because I spent every session, like I was coaching a little link team. Oh, sure. Just like, just like elbows on my, sh- oh my God, elbows on my shoulders. Sorry, that was my timer blowing up. Um, elbows on my shoulder or elbows on my knees. Yeah. Like when, like I could run out of the room at any time mm-hmm. and her whole focus with me was to get to that place. And, and, and finally I reached a point in the steps where I got to that eighth step, which is why that's that eighth question. And my, my sponsor at the time said, you know, it occurs to me that you can't forgive or you can't ask for forgiveness in the ninth step without actually forgiving everybody in the eighth step. Mm-hmm. And so she said, so let's start with your coworkers. Cause I was mm-hmm. in this really toxic work environment and I slowly realized that I had to go through, I pulled out all my old four steps, which are just basically inventories of shit that's happened, like sure. resentments that have yeah. occurred. And I pulled out all these old four steps and, um, and I took all the names mm-hmm. and I wrote, 
one of these little forgiveness exercises for every single person. Mm -hmm. And when I was in the middle of it, I have to tell you, I felt like I was living in the bog of eternal stench. Like sure. I was angry. I was sad. I would leave therapy crying and like so hard. I'd have to like sit in my car for a little bit or like promise my therapist. I'd go be around other people. Then I would just go to the gym and like be on the stairmaster crying. (laughs) Like so sad. I was like, I can't even work these feelings away. Right. And then one day, and I remember my sponsor being like, you know, one day you're going to wake up and it is like, cause she had been through some abuse too. Mm-hmm. She was like, it's going to feel like you, it, there were two things. She said, okay, so it's, you've gotten to everybody. Where's the one on yourself? And I was like, what do you mean? And mm. she was like, okay, so you, you're a part of that. So you have to do it. And then she said, one day you're going to wake up and it's going to be like you felt sunshine for the very first time in your life. Mm -hmm. And that was the day I woke up and wrote my first five very bad minutes of stand-up. Oh, bless that. It was just like I woke up and I was like, oh, I have all this space to do things in my brain when I forgive people. Yeah, I do. And I have felt that way. And I think that's really what kind of pushes me to... I mean, now I need therapy. Like there's no, there's no way around it. But you know, when I'm not dealing with like major, you know, dramatic, traumatic events, I do know that I need to kind of push through these other areas of my life so that I can process because there are jokes that I, that I've tried to write for like three years where I'm like, I'm too angry still. I'm too angry to get through it. And it does feel like I need to keep going to therapy and like processing these things and, you know, probably have some more compassion and forgiveness for the people in my life who couldn't be there in the ways that I needed to. And for myself for just not knowing how to take care of myself for such a long time so that I can just push through, you know, and and not just like push through to be like, I'm getting through it, but like push through in like this, I don't know, a way in which I can re, take back the narrative of like what my life is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think I fully understand. Mm -hmm. I fully understand. And I also think that like you're doing the work and yeah, you're absolutely going to get there. Totally. It just, it just takes time. And it's the hard part. There was a moment where I was like reading stuff because on your eighth step in the program, you write these things that you believe you owe amends for. Mm -hmm. And I wrote all these things down and my sponsor was like, give me, give me a pen. And she's like, I want you to cross this, this, and this out. And I crossed it out. And she said, now I want you to write, you know, in a big bubble right here. I was a kid. It was not my fault. Totally. I was not responsible. Totally. And then she was like, and draw a line mm-hmm. to each one of these things mm-hmm. because those things were not about you. Right. And that's what, whether it's, you know, sexual or physical or neglect or mm-hmm. mental or emotional abuse, mm-hmm. whatever it is, th- the abuse cycle tells the victim to take responsibility for the things that are actually not their faults. Right. But then tells also the victim then in reaction doesn't want to take responsibility for the things that they need to take responsibility right. for. So it turns into this like crazy whirlwind cycle totally. that everyone's afraid of being in because mm-hmm. you don't want to be that like, Oh, you know, it's, yeah. it's so easy to like, especially to open up the internet and to like a bunch of people. I just see a lot of that cycle. 
totally. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And so it's like, okay, no, 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 no. We need to address what's reality. Right. And, and I think that like you have all the support in the world. I totally do. And I'm yeah. so thankful for it. And I do feel like, especially in college, I was very stuck in that cycle just because yeah. it's like, you're becoming you're a young, young adult. Yeah. You should be. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, you know, I'm the kind of person who's like, I'm bending over backwards for everyone because yeah. everyone just needs access to me and my emotional capacity. And you know, how am I showing up for everyone? Yes. And, but how am I showing up for myself? I'm not, I would have my days scheduled down to like 15 minute increments of like what I was doing for the day, like at school, you know, wow. in college or something. It was crazy. It was madness. And it was just because I was like, well, um, I'm accountable to like all these other people and all these other things. And I don't make time for myself because I don't know that I need time for myself because I've never been shown or taught that I need my own yeah. time, you know? And it wasn't until this year or like last year, even when I became very close friends with Chelsea Quinn, big shout out, oh, big shout big out, shout out. We love her. That, she's very good about taking her own time and, and knowing that she needs recharge time. Yes. And I get made fun of cause I, and I, I am a very social person. I like to be on the go. Yes. I like to be out. That's who I am. But it wasn't until I was talking more and more to her that I realized, Oh, you know what? I would like an hour break in between my plans yes. so I can just sit on the couch. Yes. Yeah. And like, that is so important. And it's something so small that I was like, I don't need that or no one needs it. Or I just keep going. I don't know. I don't know how I do it. I just keep going. Girl. That's so unhealthy same yeah I'm I literally it's literally a thing my therapist is like please mm -hmm. I'm over scheduled mm -hmm. and I especially comedy can tell us that like we need to be go 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 you gotta oh, be grinding 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 oh, and it's man. like I came back from Portland where we had had two shows a night mm -hmm. for most of the time mm -hmm. like three on on saturday like right. crazy and not to brag but um no i came back from portland and i was i like got one hour of sleep so mm -hmm. super jet lagged oh yeah and then um not like jet lag time well, you, zone yeah but, you guys had an early flight right we had yeah. crazy early flight and then um and then i got really really like my digestive system was no. like hey bitch you flew too close to the sun yeah so i got super duper sick for a day yikes and then today or last night I had a podcast and today a podcast and all my brain keeps telling me is you're not getting up enough this week. Oh, totally. And it's like, Oh, we need to rest. Yeah. Remember the explosive diarrhea? <laughs> like, remember that? It will come back. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a sign. Yeah. Your maybe body you should, will tell you what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should fucking watch Shit's <laughs> Creek or you're going to be Shit's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Great show. <laughs> Great show, by the way. Shout out. Yeah. Loved it. That's what my therapist back in Long Beach, kind of when I was like first experiencing or like, you know, yeah. I don't even know what, what to eat. I don't know. I haven't really talked about like any of that stuff before yeah. very publicly. I have no jokes about it because I don't think it's funny. It's just very hurtful to me. And like, yeah. but it feels... You don't have to have jokes about it. I know, but way. there's something... I mean, Lindsay Adams was like, she just has a quip where she's like, LA or like comedy is the only place where it makes you want to be competitive about sexual abuse, <laughs> you know? And it's like very fucking true. Shout out to Lindsay Shout Adams. Out Lindsay she's Adams. been on the pod. Oh, wow. Oh, great. She's a gem. Great person. And, and it is so funny. Cause I was like, that is the truest take that I've heard on any of this. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it, it totally does. It makes me feel like a bad comic because I don't have jokes about it. And it mm -hmm. makes me, and like the whole like grinding, you have to go out and grind was so like the opposite of what I needed kind of 
when I was like dealing with all that, so when I was at like 22, so yeah. right when I started stand up, and it was like that's the time to grind. You know, it's the time to grind. That's it's the time to hit the 15 mics a night, and yes. who cares and whatever. And I was like, I just can't. I specifically remember going to the chatterbox and being like, I'm gonna make my sorrow funny, and it was not funny. It was just sad because I was a new comic. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know how to make any of my pain funny, and I bombed my dick off and was like. I just, you don't need to do this. Like you don't, you know what I mean? Like no one is asking you to do this. The only thing that's important right now is taking care of yourself. Yeah. And so like, you know, while, uh, while I feel like, okay, well I lost time there. It's also like, that's fine. Cause I'm, st- I'm still doing stand up now and I'm still, you know, it's like, you didn't lose time cause you learned a valuable lesson that we totally, all have to learn. Totally. Totally. We all have to learn that lesson. That is not, that that's you were going to learn it one way or another. Right. Might as well learn it young. Right. And like at the chatterbox where most people are just thinking about themselves. Sure. Bless it though. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, like there's no, like no one remembers that. No. And I know they don't and no one cares, but it's just such a standout memory to me to be like, I'm a comic now. I want to work through my pain. And it's like, not all pain can be worked through. Yeah. And in that way, and probably that close to something that I had just kind of resurfaced 10 years later, you know what I mean? So it's like, this is so raw. Whereas like with the breakup stuff, it's like, I've had a little bit of time from, you know, the breakup or kind of like making peace with the fact that I, you know, was going through or about to go through a breakup Mm -hmm. and all that. And like, I do think that some of the anger from six years ago is coming out now. Yeah. In like, this is the vehicle to get some of that out as well. Yeah. Which also feels very healing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. It's like one of the first times in my life where I'm like, comedy is the actual only thing that feels good to do right now. Mm-hmm. I have never just felt that about just comedy before or that like, I, you know, I don't want to go do anything else. I just want to go do stand up. Yeah. yeah. Which is, which is great. And it's so nice to feel like a bit more connected to it in that way. Yeah. Well, cause then you, the thing is everybody's like, just get good at stand up, and then you get good at stand up, and they're like, where are your scripts? And mm-hmm. it's like, I've been mm-hmm. getting good at stand up. Right. Excuse me. Yeah. You gave me the one task. Pick one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But it's, it's so, it's so dope. And your jokes about it are so funny. Thank you. I'm really working hard. I know. Yeah. And it does feel, yeah, it feels good. And it is like. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure what I'm trying to say, but it does feel good to get it out. And it does feel like, like I said, there's so much anger and it Mm -hmm. just feels like this is the part of how a lot of it is going to come forward Mm -hmm. from like, you know, past, past things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if that's part of it then that's part of it and knowing that I am in therapy and I do have friends and I, you know, I'm not relying on stand up comedy as my, five minute therapy sessions is also anytime huge. somebody says at a show or a mic like you know stand up is my therapy i'm like oh, yeah right Whoa. pay me please 150 so. then please because thank you yeah thank it is, you it is a lot of fucking money if this is your oh. therapy pay us all out please i'm not yeah it's have the you amount, lost your damn mind i know and they i mean Mm-mm. yeah the expectation that everyone is here to hold your hand you know it's no. like it that's not how Mm-mm. it works yeah yeah it's no funny. i don't like that i always say that like stand-up is part of my like processing yeah right so it's like i have therapy because i go to therapy right and this is just like if something comes of it that i can do on stage then that's a bonus yeah yeah what is your experience like with what's the weirdest apology you've ever had to give Ooh, that I've had to give. Yes. Oh, man. 
I actually just went through one this past weekend, which, and maybe the, it's because it's the only one that really comes to mind yeah. because I have not been in an apologetic place okay. in the past couple months. Yeah. I'm I trying to it. think if there's something better than this. Cause this is also tied up with a lot of shame, but maybe that's what makes it good. Yeah. So I, I took a part-time gig literally the day that, that Dylan and I initially broke up. Okay. Max and I broke up. I was like, I'll take a gig and like, this will be fine. And it'll keep me distracted, whatever. And, um, yeah, I took the gig, but I, it's, it was a social media, good job. And I was like, this will be fine. I can do it. And then after I found out that he cheated, I was like, Oh no. I feel all my energy being depleted. And I just kind of sat right. on all of my responsibilities that I had to do and kind of did them yeah. half of what they needed to be. Right. Maybe a little less than half than what they needed to be. And I had to like give up that gig in Portland, yeah. where we both were this yeah. past weekend. And she the woman was appalled that I you know, in the eleventh hour was like, I can't do this anymore. And mm. I felt so bad. I just felt really bad because it's that thing of like, this right. person needs me and I'm not showing up for them. And so mm-hmm. it's tied in with like a lot of, you know, like younger Rachel would have just powered through and right. figured it out. But at this point it's like, mm-hmm. I just couldn't. So I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. My boyfriend cheated on me and I can't do this job, which feels so, it just doesn't feel like an excuse. Yeah. You know? But the emotional energy you would have used to deal with because we talked about this, mm-hmm. a possibly difficult, yeah, right, a little difficult, yeah. That usual patience and tolerance that you would have, and the ability to walk somebody through being a difficult client, mm-hmm. was uh, not present, right? Because you're your own difficult client right now. I am my own <laughs> difficult client right now. Yeah, and I mean, I think I just felt, I think I just felt embarrassed that it's like I should have just quit when I knew I needed to quit. Yeah. You know, initially when I found out that he cheated, it was like, wow, I really don't have a lot of energy to deal with anything other than getting myself to, you know, point A to point B, like Mm -hmm. barely, like on foot, you know, like, so I think that's what really, I I think that's what I felt the worst about is knowing that I couldn't and I just kind of tried to be like, but I'm going to commit anyway and overcommit, you know, or whatever. It's so easy to overcommit to things because feelings are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like to overschedule and to do. When you totally. said that, that was I had a resurgence of like some major codependency issues, which have been much talked about on this pod. Hey. Hello, um, through comedy and yeah. um, and a lot of it was that I used to like jokingly say like I feel like the world's emotional cum dumpster. Like mm-hmm. you just come, you come at me, yeah. with your fucking emotions. Totally and I went to some Al-Anon meetings and I went to I haven't been to some Coda meetings. I have a feeling that would be like the real deal for mm-hmm. me. I went mm-hmm. to some ACA meetings. Ultimately, I have my own twelve step program already. Great. So and a therapist. So like it's great information but right. maybe my primary disease is like drugs and alcohol right so um not to discount the growth had there but it's just another layer of the onion for me totally you know and it's i totally understand that like yeah. you and i could definitely people please our way through some oh everything drums. and it's ultimately just manipulation like if you right. people please then i'm you're safe right and i've heard was, you say that on the pod and I was like oh no (laughs) 
because it is like that's what i remember i mean and i was trying to control the comedy around me by being kind Mm -hmm. and then when it was like but i'm kind yeah yeah yeah. totally well i'll do that when it's like I remember meeting my ex's friends and I was like, I'm going to charm the pants off them because yes. I am charming and I am kind and I am fun and I'm funny and like yes. dynamic and engaging and whatever. And it totally is just being like, everyone's going to love me. Right. Right. Everyone's going to love. And, and, and you know who I learned that from, I think the OG herself, my, my grandma, <gasps> Bubby, 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 who talks about, you know, she goes, I put a lot of love out into the world and I get a lot of love back, which isn't, not true which isn't not true but it is that she expects loyalty and she expects service it has to be mm. my grand sponsor says this can i be of service with a with a kind spirit Mm -hmm. a kind and generous spirit Mm -hmm. if i can't then i shouldn't do the thing totally And, and that was me mostly in in college yeah for sure it was just being like i have to show up for this person even though i don't really like them I don't really yeah. want to maintain a friendship with them. Mm-hmm. And so now in my later years, <laughs> uh, someone over 25, like I am, st- and I'm still finding the balance between being like, I am nice and friendly, but I'm not going to bend over backwards for random people, open yeah. micers, you know, yeah. like, and they will ask you to do that. They sure will. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. the thing of like, oh, so-and-so, I love so-and-so. And it's like, I don't know that person. I'm not going to say that, you know, yeah. you don't get the automatic vouch. Yeah. Because everyone else is like, we love this person. You know what I mean, though? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the manipulation aspect of it was really like, oh. Sorry about that. I got to write that down and bring that to therapy on Monday. It's a, it's. It's a thing. It is a thing. Uh, it is a thing. Because that's, I realized somewhere working the steps, I think the first time um, I would hear people share in meetings about like, I'm just a people pleaser and mm-hmm. everybody, you know, I just take care of everybody around me. And I started to ask myself around every character defect, why do I do this? Mm-hmm. Like, why do I do this? Mm-hmm. And what I discovered with people pleasing is I do it because I want to make myself safe by controlling my environment with my kindness Mm -hmm. and because there's an ulterior motive i can be very fucking forceful Mm -hmm. and that is where i could just feel it turn it's like a turning from like legit kindness to then like manipulation and i know what it feels like to manipulate people Mm -hmm. because i was raised by addicts Mm -hmm. and that's what they do Mm -hmm. and that's how you're taught to interact with the world sure and so um that was that was my experience of it is like oh no it's just manipulation it's lies right it's just like sure i want to do that and everybody does it sure everybody does it yeah everybody's like yeah oh absolutely i will do this thing and then you know the feeling you're getting ready to go and you're just like I fucking do this no and but i didn't let myself recognize that I didn't want to do a lot of these things until mm-hmm. much later until it was like learn to listen to yourself yeah. Right. And so, and like, I grew up, I feel, with a narcissistic parent. Okay. And so there was no choice. Is that dad with the four marriages? Oh, yeah. Would you, <laughs> would you believe that? Who knew? Who could have guessed? Who knew? So, for a lot of times, it was like, this is the plan. So you're either on board or you're not. And so yeah. I think that part of the like bending over backwards is like you said to, to try and take some power back of the situation and just be like, well, I'm here and I'm not having a good time, but I can try to make it 
as comfortable for myself as possible. Yeah. Through this thing. Yeah. But there were so many things where I was like, I don't want to go to this event. I don't want to go hang out with this person or I'm feeling really anxious, but I didn't know that I was feeling anxious because mm-hmm. I didn't understand the word yeah. anxious for a long time. <laughs> and it was just like, we're just going to go through it. Like, the you know, I'm walking through a tunnel of fire and I was like, well, the end is uh, near. So that's fine. Yeah. I'll be able to go home and tune out any second. Right. Yeah. Right. What do we need to do to get through this? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly. We say hi to everybody. Mm-hmm. Or even what's worse is I would put myself in this situation and then I would just stay there for ever. Ever. Because I don't know how to say goodbye. Yeah. So I don't want to. Oh, no idea how to say goodbye. No idea how to say no. Mm-hmm. Finally, flat out said no to someone. I mean, not finally, but just like some guy who some guy who was just hanging out at the good night was like, can I come sit by you like me and, and Lynn Molly? And I said, no. And no, she went, bro. how'd you do that? And I was like, yeah, dude, that's a skill. Yeah. It's a skill to be like, like, no, get the fuck away. I'm not engaging with you. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, we say that in the program. No, it's a complete sentence. Mm hmm. And I've heard that, I mean, I've heard mm-hmm. that more so in the past three years than I had before in my life. Like, yeah. no, no one ever told that to me. Well, we're not conditioned to say no. Right. Especially if you have a narcissist in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's the, my ther- the thing, the gift I got from therapy was that, like, my grandmother, probably borderline. Right. Or probably borderline. Yeah. Like, uh, Stop Walking on Eggshells is a great book if you have to deal with somebody with a personality disorder in your life. Okay. Um, but yeah, probably borderline and no is just not, no is just not a word that you get to say in my family. And I was going out into the world with my other relationships and being like, no is not a word you get to say to me. Right, right. It's like, this is what love is. Yeah. Do it. Totally. I'm nodding my head aggressively at Anna yeah. right now because uh, I, everything that she's saying is resonating 1000%. Yeah. yeah. So, and then it was like coming into the therapy office. I don't know if you had this experience with your dad where like I came in the therapy office and I was like, I told my therapist, I said, you need to tell me if I'm borderline. Mm. You have to tell me right now. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm a professional. I would tell you. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just letting you know, uh-huh. if you're not telling me, uh-huh. I want to know. And she was like, you're not borderline. But like most of the women in your family seem to be borderline. Sure. And because of that, you were, you have some of, you have some of the behaviors mm-hmm. because they're not, you were, t- you were raised by wolves. Right. So you have to like, you have to learn to like not bite everybody. Yeah. You know, like totally you can be domesticated. It's fine. Right. And like to kind of, you know, put myself in, I don't know if you had that experience when you were like, Oh, my dad, probably a narcissist. And then you're like, am I a narcissist? 1000%. There were things I remember there was something that I said to my ex once where, and my dad would say this to me, I'm sorry, you're feeling that way, (gasps) which is just like, Oh, oh, so oh, the <laughs> battle cry. Yeah, totally. Oh. Just so dismissive. And I remember I said that to my ex once and he was like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, that doesn't feel good. Like oh. it just is oh. the most dismissive thing to say to someone. And, it, yeah. and, and then from that point on, because I, again, first big relationship. So I didn't know how to fight with someone. Yes. I didn't know how to communicate my feelings. Yes. I, I mean, there's so many things that I didn't know how to communicate that I learned. Yes. Thank God. But like, Man, and then there would be some, like, that, I remember, I remember saying that to him, and I was like, ooh, you sound like your dad, and then I remember other fights, I was like, ooh, you sound like your mom, you know, so it's like, where, how do you unlearn the things that your parents, that you watched your parents do, and then go, well, that's how you do it, that's what love is, 
Mm-hmm. That's how I apologize to you. I say, sorry, you're feeling that way. You know what I mean? Like, I, how do you unlearn that and then be like, well, here's here's how Anna does it now or here's how Rachel yes. does it now. You got to develop a new thing. Mm-hmm. You got to develop a new thing. Like, totally. I have a fun worksheet for my therapist about what to do after an argument because I'll show it to you. It's like literally on the couch. Great. But like, there's no, we're not in those households taught how to like, be how to argue and how to transition out of it and how to create mm-hmm. healing. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like, well, that was gnarly. And then everybody runs to their corner. Mm-hmm. Nobody does any healing. Mm-hmm. And then they just do it again. Totally. And I have, I have brought this up to my own family several times. Oh yeah. Or like my personal favorite. Do you find when your family gets together, it's sort of like a weird, like everyone's hostage situation where nobody can fucking leave the room for some reason. Oh, I haven't had that. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm like, you know what? We need to have personal space every once in a while. <laughs> like I want to like, like coming back, you were in the bathroom for a long time. Yeah, oh, no, was. yeah, no, yeah, no, was. no. What is this? I don't have any of that. What, Ugh. what we do instead. And I'm, I will talk about mostly my mom's side of the family. Cause that's who I really spend more time yeah. with. But my grandma, I really had to train her to ask for help directly. And because she, Oh, and what talk about a masterclass in <laughs> guilt tripping. She'll call me and she goes, you know, no one's here to take care of me on Saturdays. Okay. okay. And she goes, well, I just wish I had someone who could come. It's like, you're on the phone with me, bitch. Just ask. Like, what? You just yeah. ask, you know, and she'll, oh, I remember I, I yelled at her one time and I'm not, listeners, I'm not proud of this, but she goes, well, no one's going to make a brisket for Passover, um, a major Jewish holiday. And yes. I was like, what do you mean? I, I always make a brisket for Passover. And she goes, oh, are you going to make it? And it's like, uh, yes, are you kidding me? And she goes, well, you know, I hate to ask. I'm like, well, this is worse. <laughs> this is way worse to drag me by my collar to get to get me to say, hey, Bubby, would you like me to make you a brisket instead of you going, Rachel, are you going to make a brisket again this year? And that way I know you would like one. Mm-hmm. Just say, oh my God. It, it's so funny, especially <sighs> with old people because there's only like my uncle's line. It's like, well, she's not going to do anything different. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So you just want her to drink a box of wine for breakfast and hit the house with the car totally yeah that's a thing we're just gonna keep doing Uh, family tradition now family tradition yeah that's how we do but like it's those small things where you're like it just ask me just ask me more than she she did do it recently and she went look i asked and i was like yeah good thank you for that yeah thank you bubby but uh yeah that's so cute that, that's lady. that's my so rather than a hostage situation it, it's a, a different type of hostage situation exactly. where you're emotionally hostage exactly yeah no, it's Bubby going who can help me like looking into all of our eyes <laughs> that's so funny yeah little old people please just say what you need exactly it's hard we're they can't you. read your mind no and like I do you know talk about someone who I bend over backwards for like I do I, you know I was like I and I always tell her I do anything for you and I have done a yeah. lot of stuff so it's like I mean, a brisket is the least of my concerns. You need me to make a brisket. I'll yeah. Make a brisket. I want to get your brisket recipe. Oh, I will give it to you. Yay. Yeah. No family secrets here, babe. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. I'll teach you how to make my salsa. It's too hot. Oh, perfect for me then. <laughs> yeah. <Yay. laughs> I will take that off your hands. Amazing. <laughs> so what is your like day to day to like maintain this balance? Oh, boy. 
so now that that part-time gig is off my plate fuck yeah yeah. so like today today i'd say was like a a a good example of like a nice pleasant day um i went to the gym thank you so much and what's your gym membership uh bodybuilders in silver lake oh yeah it sounds really aggressive but it's not pretentious at all and it's it's pretty pleasant um so I went to the gym. I made myself breakfast. Breakfast is like the one meal that I can actually make. Dinner, I'm still struggling with like cooking. Do you know? You got a crock pot? I don't. You want one? Yes. I have a spare. You can have it. Are you kidding? Yes. Chelsea Quinn, do you hear that? We're getting a crock getting pot. A crock pot. <laughs> it's your mazel. It's your. Thank it's you. Your, uh, it's our housewarming. Your housewarming. Thank together. you so much. It's She's, a little used. Sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> she had one that she got rid of after she moved out of Long Beach. And she. that's one thing where she's like, I wish I never got rid of that crock pot. And Dylan had the crock pot at our place. So. You're, yeah. you're really feel you're really filling a big gap here. you gotta you gotta have a crock pot that's yeah how you make a batch meal that's great you can you can make a brisket in a crock pot so yeah it'll be as good as your brisket great pot. you can do anything in no a crock that'd pot. be phenomenal yeah yeah so i went went to the gym made breakfast i had lunch with a friend which was like you know one of my good one of my good girlfriends and it was just nice to like sit and chat and yeah you know there's no i don't know no pressure which yeah. is nice um Went home, just got a little bit of tangible work done, like applied for some jobs, sent Yay. like two emails, and now I'm here, which is such a treat. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, going to go do stand-up later. And it's like, that's that's how I manage is just really being like, what am I going to do in the next hour to get me through to the next point that I need to right. be at? Yeah. So it's just being very gentle. Just for today. Just for today. One day at a time. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, one day at a time. And when that's too hard, one hour at a time. And that's too hard, one minute at a yes, time. Yeah. Like exactly. really, really taking it moment by moment. So that's how I'm managing. Just trying to stay aware as much as possible. And really the driving is a problem, I will say. Mm. Yeah. I just can tell that I'm a little distracted on the road. You know, it's just like, Mm -hmm. I keep listening to podcasts, but I'm not sure I'm taking in any information. Mm. It's just kind of background noise to my brain. Yeah. So I think that's something that's like, let's be a little more weary out here, out here in these streets. Yeah. Maybe even ask to carpool with people more often. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. And then that way you get positive human contact. Totally. And like, no one's going to say no. We right. totally get it. Right. Like, not fucks with a carpool. Yeah. Especially Who Long doesn't? Beach comics. You have to fuck you with a carpool. You have to. When you first start doing stand-up we're, in we're Long We're raised Beach. on a carpool. Ooh, you're going to Orange <laughs> County. You're going to San Diego. You're going up to LA. You're going to Ventura. You're, you're going like, to Brea. Going to Brea. <laughs> going, oh, God. Going east. Yeah. Like, it's all fucking, ooh, you got to really know mm-hmm. somebody that you can have in your car Absolutely. and not try to choke. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's a good thing. Yeah, that was that was me and Kay French back in the day. Oh, yeah, that was me and Keith. Love Aww, it. Love it. Love it. What is um, what is your experience of a higher power? I think, and I've answered this in therapy before, yeah. and it does feel really weird to say it out loud again. But I think I am my own higher power. Hmm. Does that make sense? I feel like I know. I know where I need to be going and it just is, it just takes a lot more like introspection. Like a true North situation. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like there is that whoever or whatever is looking down on me. I feel like it's me just because it's like, who else would it be? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or I don't know. Is that, is that totally narcissistic? I don't (laughs) think so. I think that like my first sponsor would always reference like a, like uh, her internal compass or her true north. Mm-hmm. And it, and I really don't know anything about my higher power. Mm-hmm. I know that it is. Right. And I know that 
I can feel connected to it. Right. Or feel it within me. You feel that. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, yeah. And, and I also think it's an evolving, it's an evolving concept. So like sometimes in 12 step programs, folks would take that information, like an addict would take that information and be like, the way they experience being their own higher power is much more aggressive mm-hmm. to just like, no, I am all powerful and right. Consequences cannot touch me sure. like that. That's how, and I think that's how a narcissist would take that. I think mm-hmm. at least what I'm hearing you communicate is that like, well, I think you're maybe, listening to your internal. Exactly. You said it a bit better where yeah. it's like, I have always felt something I would say maybe inside of yeah. me where I'm like, I know that there's a voice in here that I need to listen to. Yes. And so I think maybe that's how I am interpreting this yeah. question that it is it. just like dusting off the like cobwebs and shit and everything that I've tried to put on top of it to not listen to that voice for so many years. And yes. now it's like, dusting all that off and getting closer and closer to, you know, like what that is or forever chasing what that is because, you know, yeah. when, when do we get there? Or what it's does that so look like? It's so hard to learn as an adult when you were told actively to ignore that when you were a kid. 1,000. So that's all. I mean, that's what yeah. a lot of what I was thinking about on the way over is like, you know, we are taught all of these things where it's like, listen to yourself. But then when the actions negate what people are telling you, it's like, well, what's, which way is up now? You know, yeah. like I'm watching the abducted in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I started it. You told me Yo. to watch it. And so now I started it. And this guy duped the whole fucking family. Yeah. He would have fucked their dog if he could. Yes. <laughs> and, and just like, I, 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 spoiler alert. I spoiler just got alert. past the part where the dad was like, <laughs> I relieved him and I started laughing. I know. And I felt so, t- I started laughing and then I got really sad because I was like, Oh, this this oh, man, you know, this grown so adult. That is 20 minutes into the documentary. I know. It's going to get weirder. I, I mean, but where so. Where do you go from there? So I'm watching. <laughs> I, true, that's why I was like, this is better than the Firefest doc. You know, it like, is so much better. My and God. it came out a couple years ago and Netflix just oh, acquired it. Oh, See, great. The, I saw the Firefest doc and I was like, it's fine. Sure. It's fine. I mean, mostly the reveal of what's his name being like, I was ready to go suck a dick to save this festival. You know, it's like yeah. that type of stuff where and you're like. And plain side is somebody sucked a dick (laughs) (laughs) it sure is because you can definitely tell that that sexual relationship was way more involved than that oh oh, absolutely you could see it in his face that it but it's that thing where it's like he knew what was right and what was wrong yeah but he's being told by this grown adult man sitting in the car next to him come on it's just boys stuff you know and you're like what and it's i was like that is that feels like that's the power of a child molester yes exactly Mm -hmm. and i was like that just feels like my my childhood you know was being like i know what's right and wrong but i'm being shown these other things that and like what i think is right and wrong is not what is being echoed from my family you know yeah yeah yeah. Do I need to clarify that statement no, a little bit more? I okay. Get it. Okay, cool. I fully get it. Okay, it's cool. like you're basically taught that the sky is purple mm-hmm. and the sky is purple and the grass is blue. Right. It's the weirdest shit in the world. The thing that like allows dysfunctional family systems to exist, but it also makes great comics. My first, like I took a comedy class at the Santa Monica city college adult school. Hey. Shout out. Yeah. Love it. So I, he said, you know, I learned this in therapy, but I think comedians, really great comedians were in the wrong role in their family. Mm hmm. And 
that really resonated with me. Totally. Because it's like, you can't, like a kid shouldn't have to emotionally regulate. Oh my, yeah. That one was the, it's like, when you're doing the emotional regulation for your family, and also being the funnel for whatever abuse is going on. Uh, you're like, totally. fucking what? The dual, the dual <laughs> life yes. that, that you're leading yeah. at, you know, eight to 13, which, you know, the responsibilities being thrown mm-hmm. at you are that of like yeah. 21 plus mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, I just had this conversation with my mom the other week where I was like, I've always been the communicator in the family. Yeah. Everyone has always told me stuff and then I have to go get it to the next person yeah, um, or the messenger of the family, not the mm-hmm. communicator. I've been the messenger between my mom and my dad, between my mom and my grandma, between my sister and my dad, Yes, everywhere, every which way. And it's just nuts. It's so nuts. And then couple that with like, well, you know, I'm also suppressing this other part of myself, you know, that experienced this mm-hmm. great trauma. And so, you know, part of you is like, well, I'm 13. Um, I act like an 18 year old, um, but I'm stunted as a, however, you know, yeah. however young you were when your trauma happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. That's, you know what? Here's what I know. If you were to 12 step, you'd probably really enjoy ACA or Al-Anon or CODA. I, any of those, I have considered going to like a handful of things. Part of me at one point in college, I was like, do I need to go to like a sex addicts thing? Mm. Because I was, I, I was definitely using sex as a way to like suppress and, um, and you know, just like not healthy. It was going there. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to end up there for sure. But I, I think anybody who's like, should I do that? I don't know. Anyway, continue. Right. It's probably like, yeah, go try it out and see if it's a fit. Yeah. And more so lately, I think just because I know more people who have been going to CODA meetings, I was like, that sounds probably like something that would be helpful. Yeah. Especially in our fields. That's there's a lot of that flying around. Totally. And that's what worries me, I guess the most about like being single again, or, you know, like I said, like I'm happy that I get to show up for 28 year old Rachel in these ways that I yeah. didn't get to before. Another part of me is like, what are we going to revert to? You know, mm. or like, what do we go back on? I don't feel like you're reverting to anything. I mean, I don't, I don't, I hope not, you know, and Chelsea Quinn again, shout out was like, you're not that Rachel anymore. You're, yeah. you know, you've, you've processed so much and gone through so much therapy. And I think, you know, we all have or whatever yeah. kind of steps that you're taking to better yourself, that it's like, you really would have to try hard have to, to be that person again. Actively work on it. You would really have to actively work on it. You know, I think if the worst thing you do is eat too much Del Taco, fuck it. I mean, yeah. Sometimes you just got to eat too much Del Taco. And she did. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it is fine. It is fine. And that's the thing is that as much as I was like, I want to shame spiral about this. It's like, you can't, you can't shame spiral mm-hmm. about everything. You got to pick the things. And this and is not one of those. Proof of the growth. Like always remember totally. that because you have a choice today. Yeah. Whereas before you didn't. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. I love it. What's like one thing you want to tell somebody just like you, somebody in your shoes Oh man. Uh, what's a way that I want to say this? I feel like when you hear the voice like in your head or inside or, you know, whatever that yeah. voice is, that's like driving you forward. Um, listen to it. Cause it's scary and hard, but it's, it's, it's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. Where can people find you? Oh, um, I'm at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L-E underscore F on Twitter. I regret the underscore, but I can't change it now. 
And then at, I, I wish I wish I had gone with anything other than Anna V is fun. But you are fun. Thank you. It's accurate. Thank you. And then uh, Rachel Friedland, my full name on Instagram. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, and if I may plug, I'm wearing <gasps> yes. a shirt here now, but I have these shirts. Um, they say, I spoke up about my sexual assault and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Yes. And uh, they're, you can DM me on Instagram if you want one. Yeah. Proceeds go to Alexandria House, which is a local nonprofit. They yeah. do really amazing work here in LA. So they're dope t-shirts. Yeah. And they're really great. Do you have just like some in the back of your car? Literally. Really? Yeah. How do you feel about, hmm, it's like I want to buy it to yeah. support it. Yeah. But at the same time. You don't want to wear it. Because I haven't. Been sexually assaulted. I don't think so. Yeah. Who I've knows? had a, I've had a handful of people say that to me where they're like, I want to support this, but I, I wouldn't wear it. Or like, it's not my story. Ooh, yeah. I have an idea. Let's then hear Tell it. those people to buy it for the cost. And yeah. then you can send it to somebody who like, you who can wants like tweet can. and yeah. be like, hey, if this is your story and you want to wear this, we had a donation shirt. Totally. Please DM me for your size. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. I've even had people just be like, I don't want the shirt, but I want to send you money to send to the organization. Yes. So whatever. I mean, the point is just to get the word out about Alexandria House, really, because they help so many women in LA. Fuck yeah. But yeah, if you want a shirt, I mean, it's pretty funny to go along with it then. Yeah, it's great. What's your, um, what's Alexandria House's website if somebody wants to donate? I think it's alexandriahouse.org. Okay. If you go there and make a donation, donate in Rachel's name. Yeah. Cool. And then that way she'll know. Great. That it worked. Oh, amazing. I love it. Yay. Thank you so much. I love that. You can find uh, me at Anna V is fun on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at com for all show dates. You can listen to the other Unpops podcast that I have. Shout out Big Daddy Unpops got us migrated over. So now you can find us on Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Spotify, uh, all the things. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Where, We're everywhere. Where isn't she? Where is 12 questions not now? There is no <laughs> excuse. Um, and uh, you can also, uh, yeah, f- uh, listen to Brouhaha, which is actually going to record right after this. <gasps> Yay. Yeah. yeah. So check us out, uh, Brew Jaja, if you don't know how Jay's work in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Rachel, if nobody's told you this today, I love you. Oh, and I love you so much. Yay. Thank you. I appreciate it. And if you're listening to this and nobody's and Alex, you're not here, but you know, like a seat for Elijah, we love you. And um, and if nobody and if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today, we love you. Okay. I love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.